I think that it is in our vein of this show to really fight for the little man, to fight for what's going on in our community, fight for our people. Indeed. And there was a lawsuit that was filed against State Farm Insurance Company, uh, major, major insurance company. Uh, Bloomington, Illinois is, you know, where they are based. We are so fortunate to have on the line with us America's civil rights attorney, Ben Crump, to tell us more about this. Attorney Crump, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you all for using your voice to uplift the culture. What exactly happened in this case? Well, Dr. Carla Campbell Jackson faithfully worked for State Farm for 28 years. She did everything a sister could do to enhance their business model. Uh, She endured years of implicit bias. Uh, She kept going to work despite all the obstacles and challenges facing uh, uh, minorities, especially black women at State Farm. She rose to the highest ranks of the company, but yet it was always this implicit bias and racism that she dealt with every day on a sort of basis, and it hit the roof in 2014 when she received a racist letter at her house and her home address saying that in 2016, now State Farm no longer has to deal with the blacks, the uh, Muslims, and the Spicks. They said that, you know, we can uh, now speak our truth. Because you all have been speaking your truth. And, I mean, she turned the letter into State Farm, as others had said, we got this disturbing letter. And you would think that State Farm would condemn the letter and celebrate her for turning the letter in. But they did not do that. They terminated her within two weeks of her turning in the letter. And she had a mountain of evidence of this implicit bias because she was a, a woke sister like you all. And she noticed in Chicago, they kept denying all the claims from brothers and sisters who live in the South Side and black communities. And she noticed they did the same thing in Milwaukee. They did the same thing in Michigan. And so she was telling State Farm, you have this problem. People are systematically denying black people when they make claims, even though they pay their premiums and they're making racist comments about black agents and all this stuff. But yet State Farm never, ever responded to it until she started taking it up to a higher level, saying people need to know what we're dealing with. And so, as she said at the press conference today, uh, uh, Jake Mahomes and uh, uh, Chris Paul and uh, what was his name, the State Farm commercial guy, Jake? Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm and Patrick Mahomes and Chris Paul, She said, well, if you look like you and I, State Farm is not a good neighbor. And so that's why we filed what we believe will be a landmark lawsuit because State Farm racism is causing harm. Mm. Attorney Crump, thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to talk to you about that, about what we see in corporate America, this trend where they use black faces in front as tokens. Like you mentioned, people like Chris Paul, people like uh, Jake from State, because Jake from State Farm was white. 
And then they, for whatever the reason, they purposely made him black. They purposely use a different black actor. And so can you speak to like oh, th- that dynamic of putting a black face in front, but your policies and practices as an organization are very much can be very much anti-black? Yeah, and it's, it's kind of deep how they have all this rhetoric that says they care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. But when you look under the hood of the car, you don't see anything but a culture of white male dominance. And so it's one of those things that what they say is not consistent with what they do. And and I, I thought what Miss uh Camp Dr. Campbell Jackson because this sister went in as a nineteen year old college senior working at State Farm, got her masters, got her PhD, got every uh, a degree, Kim, that every uh, citation that you could get in the industry of insurance. In fact, the house was the CPCU, mm-hmm. uh, where State Farm people would give you a trip to Hawaii if you could do that because it was so difficult to get. And when she got it, it was celebrated. But her uh, white coworkers said things like, well, you're an exception to the rule because we know the CPCU stands for colored people can't understand. What? And that's what that's what they had that she had to deal with on a daily basis from uh, inferior white employees who were less credentialed, less educated than her, but were her supervisors and managers. Well, you know what? You know, in in the aftermath of what happened with George Floyd. These corporations were rushing to try and show that they were friends of the black community. I mean, to the degree of doing all of these symbolic things, changing their website to black and donating a million dollars here, a million dollars there. And to Atiba's point, that's just putting a, uh, like a smoke screen to all of these racist practices. When you look at what happened during that time and what's happening now, is this getting worse or is it going to get better, uh, Attorney Crump? Well, you know, America has a very short attention span. Uh, and obviously that video galvanized people around the world, and it shocked the conscience of uh, everybody, but especially, you know, these uh, liberal white people who always say, well, it's not that bad. Well, they saw how inhumane not just Derek Chauvin, this police officer, could be, but the whole system could be to black people. And so they all said, oh, that doesn't reflect us on that video. So they made these commitments, but yet you still see the sort of racism continue to flourish in a corporate America. And so that's why we applaud Dr. Campbell Jackson, who filed the EEOC complaint and the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission found that she was harassed due to her race and discharged in retaliation for complaining about the harassment. And so that's extraordinary that they said in a year, a multi-year investigation, they discovered over 100,000 documents evidencing a culture of racism and discrimination at State Farm. And I want to tell my brothers and sisters at WBON that it's not just State Farm. It's all of corporate America. And so right now we're focusing trying to make uh, State Farm be held accountable to these black women because now 
we represent over 55 current and former State Farm employees who feel they've been discriminated against. And these are the best of the best that we have to offer, educated, talented brothers and sisters, but yet they still have to deal with the racism and discrimination. So if anybody you know worked at State Farm or if you were a customer of State Farm and feel like you were denied based on discrimination or racism, please contact our office right away because we want to make sure State Farm knows that you can't be a good neighbor in the white community and a a discrimination uh, institution in the black community. Attorney, what is that office number? Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to give you the 800 number. Okay. Bear with me just one second. And also, we want uh, you to know, you know, we're following everything that you're doing. We know that you are on the case with the Jelani Day murder. Oh, yeah. Um, we oh, know yeah. that you are leading the charge with State Farm. WVON is going on this ride with you. So we hope that you will remain in contact with us on the afternoon show so that we can continue to talk about what America's civil rights attorney is doing for for our community. Thank you so much. And that 800 number is 1-800-713-1222. Again, that's 1-800-713-1222. And I would be remiss if I just didn't thank you profoundly for bringing up Jelani Day. Yes. Because, you know, his mother, Carmen, God bless her, she is fighting to say that America, y'all seem to care about little white girls when they go missing, like Gabby Patina. But when it's uh, little black boys, you seem to sweep it under the rug. And I'm not going to let you sweep my son's death under the rug. I'm not going to let you tell us that he committed suicide. This young brother who had everything going for a college degree, uh, getting a Ph.D., his family well-educated. He's a brother of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And they say all this stuff that we've revealed to them hasn't convinced them that he was murdered. His car parked three and a half miles away from where his body was found naked in the Illinois River. Right. His tag removed. His uh, wallet found miles away. His cell phone found miles away. I mean... In a sundown town, it just doesn't add up, ladies. And so we got to keep saying, who killed Jelani Day? We are not accepting that he committed suicide. Well, attorney, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Safe travels, and definitely we're going to stay on this. We appreciate you. Thank you all. 